Hi, this is Bianca. And this is Anna. Your hosts of Girl Talk Monday's podcast, where we discuss the world of fashion, self-confidence, and everything in between. In this new series, we interview inspiring women making a mark in their fields. Whether that be business leaders, CEOs, marketeers, or entrepreneurs, we want to share their success stories with you. So welcome to Girl Talk Mondays. Mondays. In this week's episode, we're joined by guest Ashita Cabra, the founder and CEO of By Rotation, UK's first fashion peer-to-peer rental app, as seen in Vogue, Forbes, Business of Fashion, BBC, and more. From an impressive background working in finance, she decided to use her love for fashion and tech to launch her own business only a year ago. We chat to Ashita about how she transformed her side hustle into a full-time business, what makes By Rotation so unique, and her thoughts on the future direction of sustainability within the fashion industry. So thank you so much Ashita for joining us today from your home. We're so excited to chat with you. For inviting me girls. So my name is Ashita and I'm the founder and CEO of Byrotation. We're UK's first fashion rental app. We're also completely peer-to-peer which means that you can share your water with other people across the country. Can you tell us a bit about your background? So where did you grow up and what did you see yourself doing if you were to think 10 years ago? So I was born in India in Rajasthan and then I moved to Singapore with my family when I was two years old and um, so I'm, I'm still living in Singapore I suppose um, but I came to the UK for university and I've been here for almost 10 years I would say nine and a half years I think I wanted to you know do something related to business I wasn't sure if it was marketing because I had graphic design since the age of 11 or if, if it was something in finance um, very similar to what my dad did you know you know I chose to do management which was more in the management consulting field but it also left um, both, you know, the fields of finance and marketing open. So I'm still kind of figuring it out, but I kind of knew the general direction I wanted to get into. I remember it was in my second year of uni where I did a couple of internships uh, over the summer in Singapore and in London. And then I decided to do a placement year at um, an investment management firm named AXA Investment Managers. And that was for a year as part of my university degree. And I enjoyed it so much. Um, it was, I, I would say, it's one of the most important years of my life. And um, that's when I decided I actually wanted to work in finance. So when I graduated, um, I had got an amazing job offer from another um, asset management firm called Standard Life Investments, which now has merged with Aberdeen and is now called Aberdeen Standard Investments and is the largest um, asset manager in the UK and one of the top in the world. So it was it was a great time that I had over there and um, you know it, it really kind of made me learn a lot of skills such as you know um, investment analysis. Um, you know, also how to be more professional, more diligent. You know, I would sit in meetings. Um, well, no, I, I, first I used to sit in meetings with very senior, um, you know, executives from some of the largest firms over the world. And then eventually I was running my own meetings, um, you know, asking questions to CEOs of the top, say, Scandinavian banks, because that was one of my areas of coverage about why I should invest in their corporate bonds and, you know, what was what was their upcoming plans, um, what happened in a particular quarter uh, from looking at their financial statements, all the way to making um, recommendations of over 80 to 200 million pounds worth of investments wow. in our portfolios. 
So it was kind of a really great time for me to build up my self-esteem and my confidence and really hone my analytical skills, which I think have actually provided a very solid um, base for, you know, well, I guess running a fashion tech business today. Um, So I've got that commercial experience for over six and a half years, Mm -hmm. um, you know, as an investment analyst, um, as a trader on the trading floor, at one of the largest investment banks in the world, all the way to most recently um, working at a distressed debt hedge fund, which I left in October, the same day that our app launched. Quite a wild ride, you know, you had um, you had some amazing days and you had some really intense days, whether you were you had to get your desk mm-hmm. from 6.45am, so take the train, the tube, um, you know, with all kinds of people, you know, whether it was other people working on the trading floor, to you know builders who were heading to work it was it was kind of very surreal actually now that I think about it um you know you had some amazing days and then you had some days where someone would speak very negatively to you but you know you kind of take that in your stride and you'd also Mm -hmm. learn from it and I think these are all the you know very important skills that I learned in the six and a half years of my career on how to be more humble how to learn from others you know how to be more confident um and how to I guess be a leader as well For sure. I think that's all very relevant. And even though fashion and finance seem like two totally different worlds, I think the two of them combined together can create a really powerful force. And that's what you've basically done. Forbes states in an article that the sharing economy is rapidly growing and is projected to be valued at $270 billion by 2025. And especially now, since this big global pandemic we're in, I feel like buying and investing in trend is perhaps not the most sustainable way to to do it and so that's when your business comes in hand so your slogan is rotate your wardrobe at your fingertips I want to know how did you first come up with this idea to launch by rotation and what gap in the market did you aim to solve yeah it's, it came from a very personal need a very first world need you know when I was planning my honeymoon um, this was I think November 2018 um, I, I had the spreadsheet open as you do <laughs> and um And I was kind of, you know, figuring out all the places we would go visit to my motherland, uh, where I was born in Rajasthan. Um, And I was, you know, I wanted to show my husband my roots. I wanted to reconnect and show him my culture, my traditions, um, because he's not Indian. And I wanted to, like, show him all of what I'm about. And and I remember thinking, okay, like, I'm going to turn to Instagram and look at all these beautiful places that we're thinking of going. And that's when I started noticing a lot of, um, you know, people posting photos of themselves in really elaborate outfits. You know, often you'd never see that outfit ever again. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking, where are these things going? And that's when I started, you know, I had this extra sheet open on that spreadsheet uh, with all the different um, fashion rental options open in the world, whether it was Style Theory in Singapore or Rent the Runway in the US, which my sister was an mm. unlimited subscriber of. I did a bit of marketing. So you started research. doing research. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Alongside my honeymoon planning. Yeah. Yeah, but when I, when I actually went to India with my husband, I noticed how much textile waste there was all over, you know, the cities where I was born. And I started to think that I was part of the problem because there was a lot of textile waste and, you know, there were cows, pigs, sheep, you know, dogs eating all this textile waste, you know, human synthetic waste. Mm. And that's when I kind of felt I was part of the problem and it was coming from my first world need to dress new. And, and it just all felt very wrong because I knew a lot of the yeah. clothes that I was wearing were all made in India and, and, and just kind of felt like, 
I'm doing this to my own people. And that's when it kind of hit me that, you know, all the fashion rentals that I was seeing across the world, you know, all of them were still buying lots of inventory. You know, they, they were still polluting the environment by doing a lot of dry cleaning. Like, I mean, we all know that Rent the Runway is the world's, not just US's, but the world's largest dry cleaning facilities. And that's when I thought, I want to take this a step further. I want to I, I want to wear something that someone else has already worn, that something else that someone already owns, that that's just sitting at the back of their wardrobe. And that's when I thought of taking the fashion rental concept a step further and making it peer to peer, where people can just lend and also rent, and therefore even monetize their wardrobes, um, thus saving the planet all at the same time. So we launched a beta platform in uh, alongside my full time job. So I was doing it as a side hustle um, in May last year. 2019 and you know very quickly it got picked up by press you know refinery 29 uh, lucy siegel wrote about us in the guardian in prince which was incredible and we had a lot of people across the uk you know start you know signing up to the beta platform which was very ugly and, and you know we had transactions happening from york to manchester and that's when i realized that it wasn't just me sort of thinking this is something that only i need and you know i want we decided that we would make a mobile app as opposed to a web-based platform um i was very very um you know inspired and you know i looked up to um marketplaces such as bestia collective and depop and um you know even netta porter i mean if you notice a lot of these e-tailers are pushing people to uh, mobile-based platforms. And so it was clear to me, even from looking at our backend, you know, statistics, that most people were accessing our beta platform on their phone. Mm-hmm. So our mobile app launched very quickly in October 2019 and was covered by the Business of Fashion, which is a huge accolade. And I, I still remember that day. It was surreal. It was the day that I was leaving my career finance as well. And that was only back in October. Yeah, we're, we're about six months old now. And um, we're already the fastest growing and also the largest peer-to-peer fashion rental platform in the UK. It was pretty intense. I was using my evenings to go to networking events. So I remember it was Fashion Revolution Week. And I think I went to like seven events um, in seven days. I would go in the wow. evenings, on the weekends. Um, I didn't know anyone. I went on my own. None of my friends worked in the fashion or media industries. Since I'm not British, um, I also didn't know a lot of people who tend to work in these industries. It tends to be quite um, British-dominated, I would say. And um, yeah, it was it was really a whole new world. But I kind of liked it because not only was I learning a lot about sustainability and the problems of the fashion industry, but also about myself, um, how willing I was to go out there and put myself out there, um, even though you know people would be like, uh, "What is it that you do?" And I'd say, "Oh, I'm starting this fashion rental platform." And you know, a lot of people would like look at us on Instagram and they'd be like, oh, you have like 200 followers, whatever. You you won't be here in in a few months time. But it was kind of, I think for me, that was a period where I was like, you know, really understanding about myself, whether this was what I really wanted to do, regardless of, you know, the apathy that I frequently was met with. I think for sure, 100% agree with that. Networking is so valuable. And especially if you're really passionate about something, I think you just need to go out there and get your word out. How did you know more about the tech side, actually, of fashion? Because your app is really innovative and modern. Um, So did you, you were you always passionate about fashion tech? No, so um, I was actually a graphic designer since the age of 11. Um, I don't know if anyone's familiar with Neopets, or I'm totally giving my age away here. <laughs> I don't know. Um, 
it, it was uh, basically you can have a virtual pet and, and you play games oh. to earn points. And oh, then you cute. Can, you can, yeah, you can feed your, uh, your pets. But Is it like Stardle? I used I to play Stardle when I was young. <laughs> it's oh. like a similar thing, but it was it was with like fashion wardrobes and you could buy clothes and that kind of thing. So it wasn't, yeah, so it wasn't quite fashionable as that. But yeah, no, um, so I used to play that and I got into graphic designing very quickly and I actually ran some, you know, quite popular web designer websites back in the day uh, and also has um, a forum which had about 1,800 members from across the world. So I had a lot of virtual, you know, digital friends, um, I guess even before Instagram was a thing. And um, so I always kind of had experience in UX and UI um, because of the web designer side of me. I'm not, you know, I'm not someone who knows how to code an app by scratch, but I'm lucky that I have married someone who's a computer scientist. Uh, that works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and he's also a strategy consultant. So he's ah, quite... Um, yeah, so while he works full-time, he's still, you know, quite involved in um, by rotation uh, on the tech side of things. It's been very useful in that um, I understand the fashion and the commercial side of things, as he does as well. Uh, but he can kind of, you know, um, I guess marry up the technology with it um, because he understands my language. And often I feel a lot of... Um, fashion entrepreneurs who want to, you know, get into the tech side of things, you know, they might have that missing. Um, yeah. So I think we've been very fortunate with that. Um, so all of our technology that you see, it's all been built in-house. Uh, you know, we never had an agency or someone external coming to build everything for us. And, and I think that yeah. really helps because that makes us very lean and it also enables us to, um, you know, adapt, you know, react very quickly in case, you know, any users like, hey, I think you should add this feature or, hey, I don't understand this feature or, hey, there's a bug and I, you know, can you fix it? Because I, I don't know how it works. So um, it's been very useful in, um, you know, in, in building an app uh, in a very short amount of time that we have full control over. So when you started, it was just you and your husband? Uh, yes, exactly. I mean, I had a few friends. And again, it's very similar to the Vestia Collective story where um, I got a lot of my friends to start listing their wardrobe on the beta platform to kick things off. Oh, okay. Um, so I had a lot of friends who were very supportive and, you know, involved in like helping me market and, you know, take photos, you know, outside my door or something like that. Um, so yeah, I had a lot of uh, support from my, uh, from my network of family and friends, uh, which actually is super useful and helpful. And then how did you start building your team? Cause I know I came once when you had an event, uh, to pick up some clothes and, um, you know, you had a whole team of people with you and I just wanted to ask how you started building these contacts, started building your team yeah sure it, it sounds pretty crazy but um it's all through instagram you know someone who works in social media well the two people who work in social media with us um one of them used to work at eco age and i was actually asking her um in the beginning if we can meet up because i could tell her more about it and get her to trial the service and the next thing you know she told me that she actually was leaving eco age and she was interested to do social media for us so, you know, what was a meeting turned into kind of an interview mm. and um, Jill is still with us today and it's been amazing with her. And then, you know, likewise, we had someone else reach out to us on Instagram um, who said they wanted to work with us in graphic design and social media. And, you know, she's still with us today as well, Marisa. And, um, yeah, I mean, um, you know, as for my PR, uh, Flo, and she's done such an incredible job. And she found us on Instagram. You know, she started sending me, like, tips. And then eventually we met up and then we connected. And it's incredible because everyone in the team actually has very has a very different background to myself and to each other. Yeah. You 
you know, whether it's professional, awesome. academic, or um, cultural as well. It's great because, yeah. you know, um, it ensures that we don't go into a groupthink uh, kind of mindset, which I think happens if you if you only hang out with people that you know, mm-hmm. that you like, you know, that are very similar to you, then you, you never really come up with new ideas mm-hmm. and no one really challenges you. Despite the pandemic that we're in, since we're completely digital, we've kept everything and everyone on, you know, at the same pace, you know, and nothing's really changed for us in terms of our business plan, I would say. Um, so maybe let's just go into more of the business side of everything. You know, we all know that renting can be a cheaper alternative to getting that luxury item that you want to wear, but you just cannot justify to buy at full cost. So for brands, have there been any brands that have reached out to you and have, you know, mentioned to you that this is having an impact on their actual business? And that by you having a rental um, brand that's taking away from from their brand in any way, um, is that something you've experienced? Or uh, we haven't had any, I guess, in that way, we haven't had any complaints from any brands. Uh, in fact, we've noticed the other, which is uh, brands have sort of started copying our marketing, um, ah. or you, you know, I. I I wouldn't say I wouldn't credit you know Garning or H and M doing rental in house because they saw what we're doing. But um, you know, there's definitely been a bit of um, I, I've seen a bit of inspired marketing uh, from us, yeah. which which is great because um, I think what I've noticed a lot is a lot of the established firms they always look at startups to see what they're doing a bit different, how you know they're kind of exactly, having their yeah. guerrilla moments. Um, so, so we don't mind that kind of um, marketing inspiration. Um, but I would say in terms of whether it kind of you know makes their name, makes a brand, brand's name cheaper, I think mm. y- you know, ultimately it's up to people whether they want to share something that they already own. It's not really up to the brand to decide what they do with those things. Um, you know, obviously I know Chanel has a big problem with their bags being sold secondhand on Bestia. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, but you know, this is something that, you know, they're really fighting against, but you can see that the other brands haven't really, you know, gone so much into it. And I've heard that, you know, large companies such as Caring are actually thinking of um, doing something secondhand in-house. Yeah. I mean, if, if I were working there uh, or, you know, if, if I were part of that business, I would definitely push for that. Because I actually think there are a lot of people who, who wouldn't be opposed to buying secondhand, especially if items are limited edition, or if you're bringing them back from a past season a collection. So I actually think this is something that they should start considering. Um, and, I, I, and I think this is something that um, you know, would be taken as the brand being forward thinking, as opposed to them you know, diluting their brand and their you know, price points uh, for future collections. But again, that's my view, and um, I also am biased. But um, yeah, I, I hope that answers your question. Let's talk a bit about competition, because you started the business not that long ago. Um, however, the rental business has been going on for years now, and especially is booming really recently. So I'm sure you're aware of loads of larger competitors, um, also competitors within the UK, like Her, My Wardrobe HQ, Front Row, and some others. And what makes By Rotation stand out amongst your competition? I think it's great that there are so many alternatives when it comes to fashion rental across the world, um, and also in the UK. It's, it's such a new concept in the UK, especially. And, you know, it really, really needs that kind of um, that movement. And I, I genuinely think that no one company, um, especially because we're all quite young, can do this on its own. And therefore, I'm actually, I actually support and I'm, I'm really a champion of any other rental options that are out there. 
I've also seen baby clothing rental, you know, bundly baby. And I think all of these concepts, they're, they're great because they all stand for the rental revolution. So um, I'm actually very happy that there are more players because we're a louder voice when we are together. As for what sets us apart, um, we are completely and purely digital and we're also purely peer-to-peer, um, which I think, you know, that really sets us apart when you speak of any other competitors. We're also the largest and the fastest growing peer-to-peer fashion rental platform. Um, and as we're completely digital, we've actually um, invested significantly in our technology, which at the end of the day, it is our main product. Um, and that's our app. Um, our app is completely in-house. You know, um, it's actually much more expensive to develop an app as opposed to a web, as opposed to a web-based platform. And you know, we're adding new features to it all the time. You know, we've added in an impact scale most recently which shows you how much um, carbon emissions you're negating by renting an item instead of buying it. Done a lot of cool things to the app where we've gamified it. And we've also added in machine learning. And again, all of this has been in-house. And I think that's really going to set us apart as we continue to expand and scale uh, eventually to other countries as well. Um, And on the peer-to-peer side of things, you know, we don't hold any inventory, uh, which is great because we don't have a central location or like a, you know, like a store or a pop-up, which means it's not just, you know, focused to say being in London, but in fact, it's for anyone in the UK. And we have some amazing stories of people who live, you know, outside the cities, but, you know, they're able to rent a very on-trend item, you know, like that pink um, rotate dress that everyone loves. Mm -hmm. Um, We recently, we recently had an 18-year-old girl who uh, rented the dress for her birthday. And I think she lives somewhere outside Yorkshire. Uh, I can't even remember the, the name of the town now. It started with W. And, um, and you know, she wouldn't really be able to buy the dress herself or try it on unless she, um, you know, she bought it online firsthand. Um, but she just wanted to rent it for her birthday. Yeah, she was so happy she could have a trendy dress that she kept seeing all over Instagram but didn't really have access to. So, you know, I, I like to think that we're, you know, across the nation, not just London-centric. Obviously, with the pandemic, we've been very lucky in that we didn't have a physical space or presence, uh, which has enabled us to continue working as we usually would anyway. So um, I think those are the ways that really, you know, distinguish us. And I would really liken us to the Vestia Collective of rental or the Depop of um, mid to luxury rental. Our Our price points are incredible. You know, um, you can rent like a Reformation dress for £15 um, as opposed to a Zara dress that you'd wear just once or twice for £40-£50. So for me, I I do feel like my real competition is the fast fashion brands Mm -hmm. that continue to do mass production um, of very low quality items where labourers, you know, in in countries such as India um, are being paid next to nothing. And we use them once or twice and throw them away. For me, that's the real problem that I'm trying to tackle. How do you actually calculate the price points? Um, So when you're listing an item on the app, and again, it's completely free to join, there's no subscription fee or there's no no waiting list. And I think that's also where we defer from some of the rental options Mm -hmm. that you've mentioned. But, um, you know, when you're listing an item, it, it suggests to you like a tip, uh, which is usually about 5% of the retail price that you've already put in. But again, you know, you don't have to follow it. So it's very much like Airbnb. You don't have to follow it. Obviously, if you price it too high, no one might ever rent it. You know, it's very much like the laws of demand and supply. 
And again, there's a messaging system uh, like Depop where you can negotiate as well. Um, and that's really great because you build a relationship with a person. It's not just transactional. Like, oh, I just yeah. I just want to access, you know, cheap clothing. Like, I just want to access designer clothing at cheap prices. But, you know, there's more of like a communication. There's like, you know, a friendship that almost happens because people can follow each other on the app as well. I love yeah. that. I think it's like it's having so, a friend and looking yeah, in a wardrobe. <laughs> it's a super positive way to share each other's clothes. And I also love the fact when I signed up to the app, I was really impressed by the amazing selection of like fashion forward items that you see you know when you resell items or rotate they can often be quite out of date and I love that the yeah. pieces where you know what the the it girl I would say on Instagram would be looking to wear you've kind of already built that strong community of fashion forward trendy girls so how did you yeah. actually create that kind of image for yourself and did you have to invest a lot into marketing or social media or getting the word out how have you done it? Yeah, um, so I think it's definitely helped that I, you know, I have friends around me who are quite fashion forward themselves. Um, you know, we, we might not really be fashion girls because we don't belong to the industries, but, um, you know, we, we like nice fashion, you know, it's one of the things that we spend our money on. Um, so I myself, you know, I, you know, I have quite an exhaustive wardrobe um, of quality and, you know, good pieces that I've sort of um, collected over the years. I think that's definitely helped because we have... You know, we started off, I think, being very well known for some of our it bags. Um, you know, that was a Dior saddle bag, um, and then there was a Jacquemus chiquito bag, of which now we have quite a few on there. But you know, we, we I, I'd say, like, um, you know, we have an eye for what's um, what's going to be, you know, the item that everyone would probably want to rent as opposed to buy. Um, so that's been very helpful in like, you know, building a brand image. And I think, you know, we've we've been very much off the um, of view that I didn't want it to be an exclusive community for people who are, you know, ultra fashion-y, but more about just anyone who has good taste and wants to access these pieces just to try it out. So um, so I think there's been a lot of people who, you know, come on and, you know, they're just a bit experimental with their style as well. Um, equally, we do have quite a few guidelines for what kind of items you can list. But, you know, we do we do love things like vintage. We always welcome vintage. You know, and then there are all these brands which range from things like Reformation, Rixo, you know, all the way to Hermes Birkin bags. You know, we have about three of them now, which I was amazed by. Um, there's like kind of a great variety of items from all price points and that's really attracted um, people from all walks of life you know whether it's like the very you know fashionable women such as both of yourselves <laughs> or um or you know just just like a working professional who's got an event to go to and you know she, she's seen like this rixo dress which is about 400 pounds to buy but she just needs it for an evening because she wouldn't really wear such loud things like that herself and as for our marketing um you know like how much we've invested in it i think you know obviously it's a marketplace so you know i need to get people on both sides of it you know lenders and also renters or some who you know are have both functions and i think we've been able to sort of you know um, get in touch with quite a few personalities that we really admire from you know stacy dooley to like um i would say you know someone like monique or camille charrier and um, you know these are all style icons that i've always admired and it's been great to have them on board um you know i even recently got to meet an actress that i'm a huge fan of um she's the lead of daily girls um Saoirse monica jackson's so it's been really great because some people have actually, you know, like Stacey Dooley, they've actually approached us 
and said, I love your concept. Um, can you tell me more? And I'd love to be a part of this. So, you know, I, I mean, even yourselves, for example. So, um, yeah, so we've been really grateful that we've gotten a lot of support organically from people. Um, equally, you know, we have reached out to, um, you know, working with some um, influencers such as Victoria from Infro, who's been amazing and very supportive, you know, even even when we're not working together. So um, it's been a mixed bag, but I would say we haven't really invested that much into our marketing. Uh, my viewpoint on this is that if the product is great, then people will come themselves. And, you know, we have seen that working out really well for us where, you know, we've spent very little on marketing and are now the largest um, fashion rental platform up there. So I think it's a testament to the product and the kind of community where we're, that we've built where people are actually lending items themselves. They're very engaged on the app, you know. Um, they don't just download and forget about it. And, you know, they, they, do, they put on their listings themselves. We don't do it for them. And I think that's really good because that ensures that they're actually invested in being a user, not that, you know, we do everything for them ourselves. A hundred percent. I think having a great product yeah. is the biggest investment, biggest marketing tool you can have because if people love it, they're going to want to use it no matter what. I mean, you know, it's great. It's important to make things look good as well. Mm-hmm. But I think, um, and especially in the fashion industry, you know, it, it, first impressions always count. But I think for me, it was just, it, it, you know, I'm thinking about the longevity of the company and of the business. And for me, it was more important to uh, walk the walk rather than just, you know, talk. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, but so sustainability is at the heart of by rotation. It's really an industry that I think needs a lot more help. And especially now with the crisis going on, you know, brands are cutting back and consumers are taking a step back and thinking about how they can do things differently to help the environment. So how do you plan to tackle and encourage sustainability within fashion on a greater scale? And what's your longer term vision? Yeah, um, we're going to continue what we're doing, which is to really, you know, convince people to share what they already own with others. Um, So really, there's a lot of education that still needs to be done. Uh, You know, obviously, we've gained a lot of momentum and there's been a lot of traction, which shows that people are open to it. Um, But, you know, there's about 65 million people in the UK that I still want to reach out to and, you know, make sure that we become a household name. Um, So that's really the long term vision. And, you know, it's obviously to go global with the app. Because the app and the technology that we've built is very scalable already. So, you know, I think we want to keep convincing people that you can already wear something that belongs to someone else and still make it new to you. And you can do this also at better price points than, um, you know, well, buying it yourself or buying a knockoff from high street retailers such as Zara or Topshop. And also you won't have to see it tomorrow because, you know, all of us don't have much that much space in our tiny little flats or apartments, you know, let's be honest, that's true. Um, So we're going to continue going with that messaging. We're going to continue educating people across the country, not just London, um, because I always worry that we've been too London-centric, and I want to bring this to, you know, everyone in the UK, you know. um, So, you know, we'd want to have local communities across the nation, um, you know, ambassadors all over the country. Um, That would be another goal. And, um, you know, it's it's really to convince people that you don't need to... uh, um, you know, there's, there's quite a few companies that I think would buy inventory with the uh, goal of renting it out so as to make a profit um, because they've rented it out enough times so that they've made the money that they spent on buying a dress. But I think that goes against our sustainability values anyway, um, which is to use what's already out there and, and not really subscribe to buying new 
all the time. So, you know, that's where we are at the moment. Um, education, I think, is one of the key things that we really need to focus on as a company in our mission. We, we kind of want to make it about community. Mm-hmm. You know, we're actually offering, as you know, we're giving free rentals to any NHS employees. Yeah, that's um, amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, we just feel like it's the right thing to do, and, and no, one, no one needs this, you know, no one needs another brand pushing them things that they don't need, and this is not the kind of business I want to run, you know. Actually, because yeah. when I have things, like luxury items, bags, shoes, whatever, that I don't really want anymore, what I've been doing was selling them on Best Chair, and now this oh, yeah. has kind of given me an idea to, instead of maybe sell them, just rotate them, just rent them out. Yeah, yeah. well, the other, so that's actually part of the reason why I came up with the app as well. Because as a Singaporean, we're kind of shopaholics, <laughs> and um, you know, and, and I had um, and I have quite a few designer bags that I don't really wear every day. Maybe like five times a year, I'll wear them, and I don't want to sell them either because you know it, the commission is crazy. You know. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's true. There are loads of features on your app, but is there any one unique feature that you think makes you stand out, or is your favorite actually? Is there anything like special on the app? Um, I would say in terms of um, something that's really fun that mm-hmm. I love, that would be the follow feature. It's it's great because the amount of people that I've um, met, when I say met, I mean online, digitally, that I've met um, just knowing they're my same size and they have the same style as me and I continue to repeat right from them. Um, it's been amazing. And, you know, it, it was even cooler when I found out one of them actually goes to my bar studio so I can just oh. rotate with her when I'm going to my classes. So that was fantastic. And, you know, that's a long, long-term long objective that you kind of, you know, end up meeting people in your locality and you rotate with them. So lastly, we want to make sure that our audience also gets a few tips on how they can, you know, incorporate some of the things that you've learned over the years into their daily lives. So we wanted to ask you what are three char- characteristics that you feel make a very successful businesswoman, or, you know, just someone that powers forward and changes things? Sure. Um, so I would say the first one, definitely, and the most important thing would be passion. Um, you need to be passionate about what it is that you want to set up or do with your life um, in general. Because, um, you know, it, it's, it's evident who really believes in what they're doing. And you can see it uh, when they're talking to you, or, you know, um, when they're involved in anything that you're getting them to do with you. Um, so I think being passionate is very important because, you know, I've had moments in this business where, um, you know, it can be really up and down, obviously, you know, when you're a young startup. But I've had, you know, a lot of things that I've had to do myself, you know, whether it's to uh, clean up, you know, after an event or carry like 10 kilos worth of goodies that we're bringing for an event or, um, you know, delivering something um, myself. You know, at 7 a.m. in the morning because someone has a fashion show that they're going to at 9 a.m. and need the bag. So, you know, there are a lot of things that you have to really, you know, pull up your sleeves and be willing to do yourself. Um, there's no ego. There's only passion. Yeah. Um, so that would be my topmost one. Um, and then secondly, I would say um, you need to be open and humble, uh, open to everyone. Because, um, you know, while I know there are quite a few people who believe in having like a business that's for a niche, or like a select group of customers, I do think that the world is getting more connected. Um, you know, people are more inclusive. And and that's that's the kind of person that I want to be as well. I want to bring people in. Um, and that's always how I've been as a person. 
So I think it's very important to be open. It's very important to be humble. Um, you always need to be willing to learn. Um, you might be very successful for what you've done, but if you're the, you know, you know, you know that saying where if you're the smartest person in the room, then you're in the wrong room. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really believe in that saying, and you know, you just have to be eager to always be improving yourself and also your business, and be very open to criticism. Because actually, the ones who criticize you, um, I feel, I almost feel like they're more important because they're speaking the truth. Um, most of the times anyway so um, that's the next thing and I guess the third thing um, which is also very important is to be very diligent and hardworking. you you know you just have to remain very focused and um, you have to give it your all Um, you can't you can't just um, excuse my French but you can't just half-ass things Um, I used to love the saying when I was younger um, it's uh, go hard or go home so if you're gonna do something you you gotta put in like 120 percent yeah. Um, of what you have exactly but yeah I guess that kind of links up my other two two uh tips as well yeah I think that's a great way well, to end so it it's been super inspiring and I can't wait to follow and see what you achieve in the future I know it's going to be even bigger than now so thank you so much for joining us and talking about by rotation um you guys can follow for anyone listening by rotation on social media and we will also link their app below thanks for listening and we will see you in in the the next next one one. Bye. bye